Hello there, you Awakening Wonders on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you download your podcasts. We really appreciate you, our listeners, and want to bring you more content. We will be delivering a podcast every day, seven days a week. Every single day, you'll get a detailed breakdown of current topics that the mainstream media should be covering. But if they are covering, they're amplifying establishment messages and not telling you the truth. Once a week, we bring you in-depth conversations with guests like Jordan Peterson, RFK Jr., Sam Harris, Vandana Shiva, Gabor Mate, and many more. Now enjoy this episode of Stay Free with Russell Brand. Remember, there's an episode every single day to educate and elevate our consciousness together. Stay free and enjoy the episode. Hello there, you Awakening Wonders. Thanks for joining us on our voyage to truth and freedom. As you know, Channel 4 were one of the main media outlets working together on the attacks against me. Well, it seems they're less intrepid when they're covering the important subject of the sudden rise of deaths in young people. We'll be showing a bit of that footage, as well as further evidence that Moderna were surveilling, censoring, monitoring and controlling content I was making about Big Pharma. I'm not suggesting there's a connection between the legacy media and the Big Pharma, although they're financial relationships might lead you to think that there definitely is. Let's have a look at how the legacy media want you to think how they present facts in a peculiar, obfuscating, distracting way. Now, of course, this being about the deaths of young people, it does centre on actual human beings. And in some cases, they are young people that had underlying heart conditions. And it's possible, of course, that their deaths had nothing to do with events of the last couple of years. I'm certainly not in a position to declare that there definitely was. And I'm certainly too sensitive to the family members left behind grieving. Unfortunately, there'll be very many of them to suggest that anything other than what they feel about the death of their loved ones is the truth. But what we're going to be covering in this is the inability of the legacy media to cover things, for example, like the 8% rise in excess deaths in children in the last couple of years. What could that be? And the fact that Big Pharma are spying on, censoring, controlling and shutting down critics of their products. It seems a bit strange, doesn't it? Let's get into it. Clarissa Nichols was studying languages at Cambridge University. She embarked on a hiking trip on the Maybank holiday this year. And obviously had something that she must have felt, presumably in her heart, and she fell back into her friend's arms. Now, obviously, that is a a tragic death. Now, where I encountered this clip, like many of you, was on YouTube, where the comments underneath it are all unanimous in what area in particular ought be inquired into. You will have seen the footage of many athletes spontaneously collapsing and in some cases dying. Here's just a few of those. Now, in this case, it may be due to the fact that Clarissa didn't receive adequate or early enough screening. Perhaps Channel 4 discovered a legitimate surprise death. However, statistically, there are thousands of unexplained excess deaths among children, young people, people between 30 and 40, people that would not have been expected to die. Let me know what happened in the last couple of years and let's work out together if there's any connection in the rise of unexpected deaths and the rise of censorship around debate, even true information around certain pharmacological interventionist products. Here are some of the comments on YouTube. You know where our home is and you know the reason we have that home. This platform still takes its governance from the WHO's guidelines. Now, the WHO, as you know, is funded significantly by Bill Gates. There's some extraordinary relationships going on in the way the information is censored. However, look at some of the comments under this piece of Channel 4 news. And remember, I do have a little bit of a grievance against Channel 4 because they made some highly contentious, incendiary, defamatory content about me recently. Have a look at some of these comments. Chaos to Order 777. It's incredible that they have looked into every possible cause except one they know full well is the most likely cause, but which would have the greatest consequences for them. Frankie. 
Frankie News 168. How deplorable the media have become. Everyone knows what's causing it. Sharon Williamson. Young people started having sudden cardiac death after the rollout of the you-know-what. It's unconscionable that the media, CDC, etc. all refuse to address or release this data. They know, but continue to urge compliance. What's interesting from a financial perspective is that companies like Moderna and Pfizer have an economic model that requires that these products continue to be used. Now, the pandemic, to all intents and purposes, is over, but you would never know that. They have an economic imperative to keep these products being consumed highly. That's why there's pushes for new boosters, take two vaccines into the shower, all sorts of new combo hybrid products, because they're economically compelled to keep these products shifting and moving. All of this stuff is available to read in my Moderna file, as long as you file a Freedom of Information Act to get hold of it. Professor Mary Shepard is a pathologist specialising in the kind of heart conditions that cause sudden cardiac death in the young. We've seen figures that maybe there are 12 deaths of young people a week. How common do you think this kind of sudden cardiac death in the young is? There they are, Channel 4 News, intrepidly investigating, getting to the bottom. What could be causing it? I don't know. If only there was some way of examining it. If only there'd been an incredible amount of money and endeavour spent on censoring true information in the last couple of years, perhaps that could help us. If only there'd been weird deals between the government and pharmaceutical companies that could be investigated. If only you had a prime minister that previously invested in a hedge fund that subsequently went on to invest in one of these very products. All of these lines of inquiry seem very important, but I'm sure you've got more important things to be looking into. I would say of young people under the age of 35, if I was to say how many die suddenly, I'd say 20 per week would be my estimate. So potentially almost twice as many as I currently are being so. estimated? Yes, that would be my estimate from talking to people and families throughout the country who say, well, the case was never referred to you or never referred for an expert cardiac opinion. Now, Moderna are one of the most aggressive companies when it comes to surveilling and shutting down dissent. They employ peculiar organisations and agencies to monitor online activity and shut down online dissent. Here is Stefan Bansell on a finance programme talking about Moderna's stock value and potential to decline in a post-pandemic era and how important it is that we continue to believe in Moderna and invest in Moderna. And don't worry about Moderna. Moderna is important. Ah! Moderna's quarterly results from a few moments ago. The company reported a net loss of $3.6 billion. Uh, that compared to net income of a billion dollars from last year. This is all post-COVID, uh, obviously. Joining us now to break it all down is the CEO, Stefan Bonsell. Uh, Moderna uh, CEO, this is life uh, after COVID. It's uh, these are just numbers that I guess you'd expect that I don't know if anyone can really plan for it, Stefan, but you're taking the necessary steps uh, as a company uh, to, to operate completely differently. We certainly are taking the necessary steps. Anyone that criticizes our product, we spy on them, we surveil them, we shut down their information. Whether that's online commentators or prominent Stanford University scientists, we'll do whatever it takes to ensure Moderna's products keep being used, even if they possibly have unexpected and negative side effects. Remember at the beginning of the pandemic, if you'd have said that Johnson & Johnson causes blood clots, that would have been misinformation. But if you notice, there's a little bit of a lag, isn't there, between the conspiracy theory and the truth of about six months. So. Who knows what Channel 4 will be reporting on next? Probably they'll be spending more time attacking dissenting voices, I might imagine. You know, during the pandemic, we were obsessed about scaling up manufacturing to make as many doses as we could to help as many people as we could. Of course, Moderna exists simply to help people. All this surveilling, all of this censoring, all of these former government workers from the FDA or from the British government working at Moderna, that's all to help you. So the post-COVID world 
it is uh, you have to you have to go back to the basics. I think that that was a that was a one time event that isn't likely to, to repeat. I don't know. I don't know if you've been to Davos lately, but Bill Gates seems pretty certain it's going to happen again. Well, again, you're right. But the pipeline is what's going to take us to a much bigger highs over time. This is just promo. This is just promo for Moderna. No, no, no. It's going to be okay. Keep investing. Keep investing. If only it was made mandatory to take our products. We were so close. If it hadn't been for those damn kids. The platform nature of what we do, as you know, Joe, in this industry, the hardest thing is to come with the next drugs. Vaccine industry, hardest game in the world. If you think about it, we have five vaccines in phase three. We have RSV, we have a new flu vaccine with very good data, flu and COVID combined. We have a CMV vaccine and cancer. All of those new vaccines and also turbo cancers. What, is there going to be more cancer for some reason in addition to these excess deaths and the 8% rise in deaths in children and sudden death syndrome in healthy people? Wow, they really, really want to help us over at Moderna. And as we said at our Andy day, this could launch as early as 25 uh pending, you know, regulatory discussions. Do you know, I think those regulators are going to look on your product pretty favorably. If I know anything about the FDA, you've got them right on side. Okay, so we shall approve these vaccines and now I'll start my new job at, oh, it's at Moderna. Oh my God, I'm so glad I approved that stuff. I love the way this industry works. What we're doing now is focusing on the pipeline growing back sales growth through multiple product launches. Here's some reporting from Lee Fang on his Substack about Moderna's peculiar practices, surveillance, censorship, de-amplification and observance, an observation of many dissenting and critical voices, including Jay Bhattacharya, Alex Berenson, some others, but also significantly me. So it seems that the legacy media are reporting on sudden deaths and excess deaths in a very banal and almost misleading way, I'd say. Do you trust legacy media anymore? And Moderna are trying to shut down critical voices. Finances at the vaccine manufacturer Moderna began to fall almost as quickly as they'd risen. As most Americans resisted getting yet another COVID booster shot, the pharmaceutical company whose pioneering mRNA vaccine had turned it from a small startup to a biotech giant worth more than $100 billion in just a few years. It's a rags to riches story. They reported a third quarter loss last year of $3.6 billion. Back to rags. As most Americans refused to get another COVID booster shot. I wonder why. In a September call aimed at shoring up investors, Moderna's then chief commercial officer, Arpa Garay, attributed some of the hesitancy pummeling Moderna's numbers to uninformed vaccine skeptics. But the informed ones are even worse. Despite some misinformation, Garay said, COVID-19 still drove significant hospitalizations. It really is a vaccine that's relevant across all age groups, she insisted. To get past the misinformation and convince the public to take continual booster shots, Garay briefly noted that Moderna was delving down on ways to partner across the ecosystem system to make sure consumers are educated on the need for the vaccine. What an amazing piece of language around what amounts to marketing. Educated on the need to take vaccine. How do you educate someone on the need to take vaccines. What Garay hinted at during the call but didn't disclose was that Moderna already had a sprawling media operation in place aimed at identifying and responding to critics of vaccine policy and the drug industry. A series of internal company reports and communications reviewed by Real Clear Investigations show that Moderna has worked with former law enforcement and public health officials and a drug industry funded non-governmental organisation called the Public Good Project. We can definitely trust those guys. Otherwise, why would they call themselves the Public Good Project? 
facts to confront the root cause of vaccine hesitancy? Let me know in the chat and the comments what you think the root cause of vaccine hesitancy is by rapidly identifying and shutting down misinformation. Part of this effort includes providing talking points to some 45,000 healthcare professionals on how to respond when vaccine misinformation goes mainstream. Do you remember how the Sackler family and Purdue ensured that many medical professionals were informed as to the benefits of their products, like fentanyl, that definitely don't cause overdose and unprecedented death? Of course, they did cause that, but by that time, the medical professionals had already been paid, so it was a bit too late. PGP and Moderna have created a new partnership called the Infodemic Training Program to prepare healthcare workers to respond to alleged vaccine-related misinformation. The company has also used artificial intelligence to monitor millions of global online conversations to shape the contours of vaccine-related discussion. That's propaganda. That's using AI to control data, to control information, to control attention, to control consciousness. Why would a simple pharmaceutical company be involved in that? All they need to do is create a product that there's a need for, tell people it's available, that's the end of it, isn't it? The internal files shorthanded here as the Moderna reports show high-profile vaccine critics were closely monitored, particularly skeptics in independent media, including Michael Schellenberger, Russell Brand, and Alex Berenson. PGP, which was funded by a $1.275 million donation from the Biotechnology and Innovation Organization, a lobby group representing Pfizer and Moderna. All right, so Pfizer and Moderna pay for that. They fund it. Has identified alleged vaccine misinformation and helped for facilitate the removal of content from Twitter, among other social media platforms, throughout 2021 and 2022. What that could sound like to an untrained ear, perhaps you're not very well educated, is that Pfizer and Moderna have paid to have true information that's unfavorable to their product removed from social media. But that's just probably because you've been trying to do your own research and you're a conspiracy theorist. Maybe if you'd gone to a better university, you'd understand this stuff. Emails from that period show that PGP routinely sent Excel lists of accounts to amplify on Twitter and others to de-platform, including populist voices such as Zero Hedge. The messages also suggested emerging narratives to remove from the platform. People opposed to vaccines are capitalizing on the New York Times article about the CDC withholding vaccine information. Of course they are, because if the CDC are withholding information, people think, why are you withholding that information? Oh, what, because that information is going to make us so excited about vaccines, we'll sprint down the shops and start snatching them out of other people's arms and banging them directly into our heart tissue. No, it's likely information that's somehow unfavorable, wouldn't you imagine? The articles do not contain misinformation themselves, but are using the news to further prove the CDC is untrustworthy, wrote Savannah Nell, death Nell we call her, PGP's senior director of partnerships in an email to a Twitter lobbyist in September 2022. In another email the following month, Caitlin Krizhenit, PGP's senior program manager, told Twitter to be on the lookout for reports that Sweden is no longer recommending the vaccine for children. What? Not giving vaccines to children? Get off the internet, you blonde hair, blue eyed. ABBA-loving, Volvo-making sauna sitting in sons of a bitch and get out of that sauna as well, unless you're locked in there permanently. In some cases, conservative accounts expressing outrage at restrictive pandemic policies such as vaccine passports were deemed by PGP as misinformation that warranted removal. The Moderna reports consistently show the company raising red flags about those reporting documented side effects of the vaccine the biotech company was selling. Such concerns, which may be typical of corporate public relations efforts that want their products shown in the best light, take on 
on a darker cast when it involves medicine injected into people's bodies. Yes, and that's without getting into some of the other ancillary essential arguments and conversations that need to be had around excess deaths, adverse events, you know the arguments. You're already having them now in the comments. Just beneath that misinformation warning, curiously enough, that's right there, got it? Like the Twitter files, the Moderna reports highlight the push by powerful entities, especially government, big tech and big pharma, to identify and brand dissenting opinions about establishment narratives as risky forms of speech. The growing network these efforts rely on shows the growth of what has been called the censorship industrial complex. Moderna's faltering financials also suggest, at least for now, the limits of that project. In an internal email sent last July, Moderna notified its team of its latest efforts to shape the vaccine debate. We have partnered with PG GP, the Public Good Projects, and Moderna's Global Intelligence, Corporate Security, Medical Affairs, Corporate Communications, Clinical Safety, and Pharmacovigilance teams to provide media monitoring for misinformation at scale. That's a lot of control over information, given that all that's supposed to be happening is, hey, we're just trying to help. Ooh. Normally when I'm offering people help, I don't have to spy on them and employ a PR agency. Mary Rudovitz, the company's customer program lead wrote, if and when a response is needed, our team will notify the appropriate stakeholders with recommendations she added. The extent to which the company may intervene to shape content decisions is not clear. PGP continues to boast close relations with establishment institutions, including major medical associations. The rise of censorship is inextricably connected to the pandemic which emerged in the US in early 2020. As federal, state and local governments imposed unprecedented regulations on Americans in the name of public health, efforts arose to discredit counter-narratives that could be spread easily on social media. Early in the pandemic, criticism of policies such as lockdown and vaccine mandates came almost entirely from independent media which faced shadow bans and outright censorship on various platforms. When they introduced their vaccines in 2021, manufacturers such as Moderna, Pfizer and Johnson & Johnson also had a powerful financial interest in bolstering such censorship. Do you remember at the time people were called conspiracy theorists for even suggesting that? No, all we're trying to do is ensure a healthy public response. We're just trying to save lives because we respect the sanctity of life. Who among us seriously believes that Moderna and Pfizer are interested in anything other than profit. That's not slanderous or defamatory to say that. You've just seen that broadcast. That's literally what they do. That's their business. It just becomes more peculiar when they make large donations to shadowy organisations that de-amplify, shut down and control information that's proven to be true because it's inconvenient to their stock prices. Coupled with a legacy media that seem hell-bent on corroborating their efforts to shut down dissenting voices, what you start to get is what's been described here by this journalist as the censorship industrial complex, which is more interested in the agenda of the elites and the establishment than your well-being and your health. Who among us seriously believes that right now that all of these efforts are being spent, all of this money, all of these agencies in order to help you? Is there anyone left? Let me know in the comments if you still believe, if you can conjure up enough faith in this system to comply for one second longer. Moderna, perhaps more than other drug firms, is overwhelmingly reliant on the continued success of its vaccine. The company announced a price hike of up to $130 a dose this month, a far higher than the $15 to $26 for American federal contracts, according to the Wall Street Journal. We're expecting a 90% reduction in demand, Moderna CEO Stefan Bansell said when he was asked to defend the decision. As you can see, we're losing economies of scale. Far from acting as a neutral arbiter, the Moderna report showed that the company blurred the lines between public relations and public health. In many cases, 
Moderna's intelligence and communications team targeted accurate information that had the potential to fuel vaccine hesitancy as menacing forms of misinformation in its reports. So it's not about misinformation. It's about information that is inconvenient to the objectives of the powerful. That's not misinformation. That's the truth. And you should bear that in mind whenever you hear powerful members of the establishment talking about the need to control misinformation. Just mentally check. Would that information be adverse to their interests? And if the answer to that is yes, then what you've probably got is an inconvenient truth. Given the size and scope and the censorship industrial complex, it could be difficult to draw a clear straight line between Moderna's surveillance and actions taken against specific articles, posts and writers. Instead, as Garay suggested, the company is one stream in an evolving ecosystem aimed at undermining dissent. So, of course, the reason I'm reporting on this, same reason I mentioned Channel 4 and their peculiarly banal reporting on the increase in sudden deaths among healthy young people is because I have been targeted by Moderna. Now, any of you that have been paying attention to the news in the last three months will notice that I've dealt with a deluge of very, very difficult news stories, which I've already addressed and won't rehash here. But it's extraordinary to me to discover that the pharmaceutical industry are investing time and money and have been for some time in shutting down and controlling what I'm able to say online. It's at least interesting, isn't it? Russell Brand, the British commentator and comedian, is also a repeated name in the Moderna misinformation files. The left-leaning populist routinely pillories the pharmaceutical industry for exploiting the pandemic to generate unprecedented profits. Moderna has closely monitored Brand's criticism of the drug industry. In various low-risk reports produced in August 2023, Moderna flagged videos produced by Brand twice. August, huh? Just before September. Things got pretty rough for me in September. In one, Moderna noted that Brand had broadcast a monologue about Jonathan Van Tam, a former senior health official who helped formulate COVID-19 policies in Britain. Van Tam had just taken a position with Moderna, a move that raised eyebrows with many in the press. In the video, Brand noted that the company had just made a fortune during the pandemic selling vaccines to the government and the government worker that bought all those vaccines was now moving through the revolving door, which I suppose is the sort of thing they would consider to be misinformation because, you know, it's true. In another report, Moderna alleged that Brand claimed that COVID-19 vaccine mandates were based on a lie in a recent podcast episode. The video was broadly accurate. The monologue highlights CDC documents that had come to light showing that officials were aware the virus would break through and still infect vaccinated patients. In an ironic twist, Brand finished the segment with a discussion of efforts to censor debate around the vaccine. Moderna noted they were not yet taking actions on this broadcast, but we are monitoring with our partner, the Public Good Projects. Do you notice the supercilious tone that they're not taking action. Like, they're the wrong party. Like, profiteering drug companies in conjunction with the legacy media are being wronged when independent citizens and independent media operatives and independent activists criticise and seek to discuss their products, often, usually, and for us, essentially and necessarily relaying true information. Because we work on platforms where if you say anything that's dubious, you get in serious trouble. That's the reason we changed to another platform that's not affiliated with the WHO. Because the truth is regarded as misinformation. And what that means is, if we were to tell you the truth as we understand it, you would become disobedient and non-compliant. And I've got a sense you'd certainly use a lot less Moderna products. The following month, several media outlets reported that several women who insisted on anonymity were claiming that Brand had abused them nearly 20 years ago. The ensuing media firestorm, which led to YouTube demonetizing his account, became fodder for other Moderna misinformation reports. After the head of Department Media, Culture and Sport contacted all social media 
media platforms. Essentially, Dame Caroline Dynage, who sits on the committee for regulating social media, contacted them and said, are you going to be demonetizing and shutting down this voice? And they, speaking to the person who regulates their platforms, said yes. As you know already, I'm sure Caroline Dynage is married to the head of a PSYOPs organization that went straight from dealing with ISIS terrorists in one territory to dealing with COVID domestically. That, I'm sorry to tell you, is a true story. And therefore probably misinformation. Let me know in the comments. The company warned that the cancellation of Brand was sparking a backlash among social media users who believe that he may be targeted by government and corporate censors for his outspoken opposition to pandemic narratives. Certainly doesn't seem like that. They've been so helpful. What? Bad PR? I didn't notice any bad PR. In the Moderna high-risk report, the company noted that speculation was swirling that allegations are part of a conspiracy to silence the comedian who has been a vocal opponent of COVID-19 vaccines. The report linked an ex-video of Brand sharply criticising Moderna and Pfizer for generating $1,000 of profit per second in 2021. Just because Albert Baller said it would be unconscionable and inhuman to make a profit from that crisis, and then they went on to make extraordinary profits, I wondered if that was, to a degree, hypocritical. But of course, we now know that Pfizer and Moderna spend a lot of money to ensure that comments like that are regarded as misinformation. In other words, they're true. The specific claim of profiteering was a mainstream claim, a statistic that was produced by Oxfam. Those bloody conspiracy theorists at Oxfam taking secondhand clothes and selling them to give donations to poor people. It doesn't really work, does it? Moderna, you're going to have to work harder on that. Nowhere on its reports on brand did Moderna highlight any incorrect information. So misinformation is correct information that's inconvenient to Moderna's objectives. Now all you have to work out is if Moderna's objectives align with legacy media objectives and government objectives, and then you've got yourself a pretty interesting set of circumstances. But the reports noted that they monitored brand because he has a large platform with over six 6.6 6.7 now million YouTube subscribers and over 21 million followers across multiple social media platforms. Moreover, his videos are widely circulated in anti-vaccine spaces where he is viewed as a truth teller and a threat to authority. Please God. And that brand maintains support from Tucker Carlson and Elon Musk. Thank you. Near the end of the Moderna call last September, as the biotech firm worked to highlight its stepped-up outreach to consumers, James Mock, they've got good names over at Moderna, the chief financial officer, spoke briefly to assure investors on the company's ability to continue to make money. COVID is a very valuable product line of business and will continue to be, said Mock, and will make it more profitable. That's the truest thing in the entire report, that it's regarded as a business. There you have it then. Excess deaths are on the rise across the world with a recent report suggesting that 8% more children died last year than in previous years. What's been going on? Channel 4, a legacy media company, when they report on it, never inquire as to the potential for recent medical interventions to have at least contributed, or at least, you know, if you were following science, you'd follow it in that direction, wouldn't you? Seems they've got bigger fish to fry and other projects to pursue. Meanwhile, it's clear, plain and evident that Moderna are surveilling, spying on, deamplifying, shutting down and censoring dissenting voices. Why would that be? We all know why. Because the truth is antithetical to their ability to make profits. So the truth has to be recategorized as misinformation and misinformation has to be shut down. And across the world, there are censorship laws being passed by people that directly ask for my channel to be demonetized and shut down. Incidentally, all in all, what you have is a legacy media, a pharmaceutical industry and sets of nefarious and peculiar agencies that have a vested interest in shutting down true information by calling it lies. Meanwhile, the mainstream media are not investigating what's causing so many excess deaths among young healthy people and even children. But that's just what I think. If you can, please stay free. <laughs> Oh, 
Now, here's the fucking news.